0: So hello there and welcome back to The B Agenda, where today we'll be talking about dating apps and specifically what it's like to be a bisexual on them. For those of you who don't know me, my name is Modag and I am based in Scotland. Today I'm joined by the lovely Siobhan who I met on Twitter and we originally followed each other because I put a call out asking for bisexual experiences on dating apps for something that I was writing. Word of warning, me and Siobhan are both quite cynical about dating apps, so if you came here looking for Tinder tips and tricks, we, we don't have them. (laughs) <laughs> we're here to unpack dating apps, and it's a bit of housekeeping. We are currently in lockdown, and um, so this is my first foray into recording a podcast with internet. In case there are any glitches, so hello, Siobhan, how are you?
1: I'm good. I'm good. It's a sunny day. I have sunburn. And <laughs> um, just as my bit of housekeeping, um, my tea cats were fed. Just my tea cats were fed just before this recording, but they may uh, decide to wander in and start eating noisily behind me as we go.
0: They're cats, they just do what they want, don't they? Oh, exactly. (laughs) So what you've told me previously, you're not currently on any dating apps, are you?
1: No, I came off them um, in about January, February, Um, apart from occasionally veering back onto Lex. Okay, um, I've not heard of Lex. Lex is really nice because uh, cisgender heterosexual men are banned. (laughs) Actually, all cisgender men are banned.
0: Oh my god, yes. I need to sign up for this one.
1: So, um, and what you do is you write a verbal ad, a, a, like a word ad. It's it's not that you post a picture or anything. You write a personal ad mm. and people reply to it. Okay, so like how they used to do it back in the day in the newspapers. Exactly.
0: Oh wow, this sounds interesting. I actually might sign up after this. What other apps were you on? Which ones did you delete?
1: Oh, which ones... I, I was on almost all of them. I've been on plenty of Fish, OK Cupid, Tinder, and Bumble, and and Lex. If I go on sort of ratings, OK Cupid, I had quite a nice time on. Tinder was Tinder was a lot of separating the wheat from the chaff, <laughs> um, a lot. Bumble felt really um, heteronormative, even though you could pick women, and um, plenty of Fish was just a hell sight.
0: Yeah I didn't like Plenty of Fish so I don't know if it's the same case now but I got really frustrated because I couldn't
1: choose bisexual I had to be men or women when I was trying to set my profile up Yeah I think they may have changed it since we were both on it but that was one of the things I didn't like Um, I didn't like the fact that it just didn't feel very transgender friendly, it didn't feel very non-binary friendly, it didn't feel very queer friendly I think Plenty of Fish just has
0: existed for so long that they've kind of not moved with the times at all Not saying it was, like, correct back in the day to not have these settings, but they might not have caught up and be like, you need them there.
1: And the people I met on there were people whose attitudes generally hadn't caught up either. (laughs) I actually do know a
0: couple who are really nice who met on Planting Your Fish.
1: Yeah, I think it can happen. I I think I just got really unlucky with um, a Brexit-loving bloke from Cumbernauld. Oh, that's Sounds sexy. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah what about um, that doesn't appeal <laughs> so once upon a
0: time I was on almost all the dating apps like I was that person that signed up for even the super niche ones mm-hmm. and you just kept seeing the same people on them I've kind of come yeah. off a lot of them now but I've got on my phone here and I'm still on a lot of the main ones so I'm on tinder and bumble OkCupid, but I also have zoe and her which is like the oh, queer dating apps yeah, as on- well
1: I was on her for a bit, but I found it was just, seemed to be the same six white women. Yeah, I do find that
0: I also, there was a few fakes, and that there's mm-hmm. not really anything wrong with this either, but there was a lot of um, women who are maybe just more like bi-curious, and nothing yeah. wrong with that, absolutely not, but the thing with bi-curious is you've got to be a bit more honest about it, like if you are just looking yeah. for a bit of fun, just make sure that's clear, but I do find a lot of more bi-curious women will just kind of lead you on a little bit.
1: Yeah. I found bi- curious women are along the lines with unicorn hunters. Be up front. Yeah, absolutely. There's nothing wrong with it. It's just
0: the same as like dating in general. Be up front. So if you're maybe only wanting sex, no matter who the genders involved are, just make sure that is on the table so no one thinks there could be a relationship brewing here.
1: Yeah. In fact, there's, there's a one woman who's got a profile in Edinburgh. who's like, I, uh, he's re- it's really up front. It's basically, I'm lesbian, got a partner we're open just one text <laughs> and to be involved with that or not and that's great yeah absolutely
0: and it's like maybe people don't need to put it in their bios like super straightforward but within the first couple of messages what are you looking for yeah. what are you on here for like just get it done out of the way because one thing I do like about dating apps is that you can get difficult conversations out of the way straight away so for example I don't want kids so I make that clear on my profile so hopefully yeah. I should only be talking to and going on dates with people who don't want kids because when you don't want kids, your dating pool is slimmed right down. And I have had a lot of heartbreak over the years where I've really liked someone that I met in real life. And then, you know, eventually three dates or whatever, you're like, right, that's a tiny bit of a serious conversation here, whether this could be, we could be compatible long term. And when the kid's conversation comes up, I'm like, they want kids and I don't, and I can't I can't make myself want kids, and I know I have to call it off then and there. But saying that, people still ignore the fact that I don't want kids in my profile and still try their luck anyway.
1: Oh yeah, I mean it's also weird because for me, because I'm because I'm older, I'm I'm thirty seven. I find that hope I kind of hope that people who are I'm looking at on dating apps will be kind of like she's thirty seven and she's got no kids yet. She's probably not wanting them. But I have this feeling that I get this sort of two things: one, which is people who are like put off because they think I'd because they think I don't want kids, and probably um again heterosexual men probably going oh god she probably just wants kids <laughs> running oh away. yeah but i know a lot of heterosexual men go for younger women for the kids purpose i'm 37 i've got polycystic ovary syndrome i'm not gonna have kids and i've made my peace with that
0: yeah because um on bumble one feature i do like is when you've got the normal bumble account you can filter who's coming up by
1: two by two things so i do yes
0: Somebody liberal politics and somebody who doesn't want kids.
1: Those are, those are pretty important ones. I, I find the filters sometimes really narrow it down to almost no one. <laughs>
0: yeah, I actually had Bumble Pro for a bit. And on Bumble Pro, you can like narrow it down about all the settings. And I actually narrowed it down to my ideal partner and nobody came up. <laughs> I even put star signs in it, which was maybe a bit ridiculous. I was like, okay... Like, Cancer and Virgos are meant to do well, Scorpios, let's see, and nobody came up. But even all the other ones, I don't think I've been too fussy. Like, it was just, like, similar religious opinions. I'm going to check my app right now, just for anyone who doesn't
1: have. When I was on Guardian Soulmates, may it rest in peace, because it's died now, um, that had things like you could put in things like um, your religious beliefs, uh, level of education, and all that sort of stuff. Mm. And, and for so many of them, I put not important. And it still narrowed it down <laughs> to, like, three people. I've got the advanced filters up
0: on Google. And Bumble they were all Day in now. Newcastle. <laughs> all in New... Oh, that's great, isn't it? Um, I like Newcastle, but I don't think I'd want to live there. I love Glasgow. I'm quite happy here. Um, yeah, it's a bit Bumble- of a trek. It is a bit of a trek, yeah, just to see if you could fall in love with somebody. So, um, yeah, on advanced filters, yeah, you've got height, exercise, star sign, education. Do they drink? Do they smoke? Do they have pets? what do you want from your bumble date? do they want to have children what is their religion and what are their politics like and some of those are obviously quite sensible things that you need to have in common partner but I actually have a straight female friend who if you're listening I absolutely love her um but it's a very straight thing to do when she had the two options on the normal plan she um chose heights like she you only to see guys above a certain height <laughs> And I'm like, is this really yeah. important? It's the thing with straight people that they're like, why is this so important to so many straight people that the guy is always a taller one?
1: I I don't get it. I mean, historically, my long term relationships with guys have been five foot ten and above, and I'm five foot three on a good day. Um, but I don't really care. And also, when I've dated women, they tend to be the same height as me, like just by fluke. It's not a yeah. I
0: know absolutely i most of the guys i've dated have actually been about my height or just a bit taller and actually if someone say like okay build your ideal like man i would say probably just a tiny bit taller than me that's like my ideal preference in like any gender someone who's like around my height
1: it does make kissing easier
0: it does it makes kissing easier and i'm not particularly fussed about a guy being manly and like lifting me up in his arms or anything like that no but i dated a girl who was six foot for a while and this straight girl i worked with a while ago she said to me oh so you go like for tall women I'm like this is just coincidence like I'm not fussy about height like you straight people <laughs> like she just kind of like took that height thing went oh that like, you must like tall girls I'm like
1: no not necessarily
0: this one just happens to be
1: tall I said I tend to I tend to end up like it's not a type it's it's like a type of matching I think you know the person who you like who also likes you yeah absolutely. Um, the, the women tend to be uh, soft and curvy about my height the men tend to be ludicrously skinny and a little bit taller than me and non-binary people all shapes and sizes because absolutely yeah that's the thing I can... <laughs> that's the really good thing
0: because <laughs> <laughs> I actually only came out um just under three years ago so when it comes to men because just for years that was like the only gender I really dating I have a very specific type in a man like it's quite hmm. specific these days whereas like women and non-binary it's still kind of open like there's no specific type there and it could just be because I've not been dating them as long or it could be because I don't feel as much pressure from society to date people.
1: I think it's for me it's that I mean I was I was uh, married to a man which put me right back in the closet for a while mm. then I came back out like shooting rainbows out of my eyes but, <laughs> I mean, I've been like, Gu- Guess what everyone <laughs> and um I think um what I found is that yeah with with, with men apparent uh, according to uh past friends my type was um a skinny weasel in a band t-shirt which is lovely <laughs> 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 lovely is the way of describing them um and um when but women I've always because because I kind of never for a long time I mean even though I, I initially came out when I was in my t- early 20s and then came out again in my early thir- mid-30s uh, when I initially came out. Um, but I'd been fancying women for ages, but because I hadn't been thinking about the fact that I fancied them, <laughs> I'd just been like, oh, oh yes, Kylie Minogue, I really like that music video where she takes off all her clothes. That's really nice. <laughs> <laughs> I was the same with
0: Holly Valance back in the day, the other Australian, when they kiss the Kiss Kiss video, where she's, like, naked, yeah. and laser beams going across it. And I just remember yeah. sitting in, a, like, some my friends' living room when I was still quite young and she was like, oh, that's a bit much. And I was sitting there being like, I'm quite like this. Yeah. <laughs> Even though I was still, okay, a few years from maybe knowing yet, but
1: I was just kind of drawn to it. And I wasn't, like, put off by it. Oh, no, I had I had a poster of Kylie Minogue on my bedroom wall when I was seven or eight. <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: so, um, on dating apps, what was, like, some of your pet hates like what did you hate on them like what made you swipe left
1: oh what made me swipe left was weirdly people who would would say things like if you've done this i'm swiping left
0: um, oh so like really who, small things
1: like if you've got dog ears the dog filter yeah people who said no snapchat filters like personally i'm not a fan of snapchat filters but if you said no snapchat filters that's more of an automatic left swipe yeah like no snapchat <laughs> filters like how
0: boring a person do you have to be like that person's not fun at parties can you imagine being like you can't have any snapchat filters on your profile
1: it was just so it just felt really close-minded and also once he complained about women wearing too much makeup this was i've seen that a lot or smiling or not smiling or all that kind of anything that was sort of saying you need to change who you are before i've even met you no
0: oh absolutely and it's like this small like I can understand some deal breakers Like some people say swipe left if you vote for Brexit that's obviously quite big that's political opinions oh yeah but when that's it's different some, yeah when it's something like swipe left because you wear too much makeup and it's like why about you just swipe left on anyone who wears too much makeup for your liking it's so, like yeah fair enough if you don't like the heavy makeup look you don't like the heavy makeup look I'm not saying that's wrong but you don't need to get passive aggressive about it in your bio
1: yeah it's people passively aggressively policing other people's profiles that's an
0: automatic no but it's like I see this thing with guys even like on the internet in general where they seem to think that if they say they don't like women with heavy makeup women would just be like oh fuck this person won't fancy me I'm going to stop wearing makeup that's not what happens and usually the men saying this are really mediocre I'm like I'm not going to change myself for one change myself for anybody but if I going to change myself for somebody it wouldn't be you
1: yeah it's this um entitlement thing so yeah that was always a bit of a an automatic no um there were certain others, um, depending on what I was looking for at the time, to be honest. If I was looking for something really casual, these things wouldn't necessarily be no's. But um, mm-hmm. uh, guys with shirtless pics. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I don't really go for
0: the athletic type either. So like a guy who was like wearing like a topless selfie was probably like had abs and stuff. And like, I don't have abs. I don't go to the gym. So I don't really yeah look for partners um, that do.
1: And also the um, uh, when it's just their torso. <laughs> yeah, I have seen that a few
0: times. And it's like, okay. But for me, like, swiping left is probably that as well. But, like, to get a swipe right, all I kind of need to see is that you be my type. Like, I can just sort of see, okay, this person's my type. Like, I have just enough information to go on. Okay, okay, worth a chat. And I'm not looking for anything detailed. I'm just like, list your hobbies.
1: Yeah I, I, I want someone to have said something I want to get the idea that we can have a chat because if they've got no chat what are we gonna do when we go on a date? I know like I actually
0: struggle to talk to people I've got nothing in common with so I'm not really the big extrovert the dance on the tables I can and I hate small talk so like when I'm talking to people, I definitely click more of people who kind of rabbit hole a little bit. Like, I've been told that I'm really good for the chats where people want to go in depth about something. So a lot of the time, I'm looking to be like, okay, do we have something in common where we can immediately take the conversation out of small talk and into, okay, you like yeah. comics too. What superhero do you like?
1: Oh, I've just found a um, Twitter post I wrote called 25 Reasons Why I Swiped Left. Oh! It's a nice, helpful reminder. Yeah. Um, uh one, your main photo was of your car. That is a straight man thing.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um or uh, a Facebook meme like a minion's photo saying everyone should smile. Um or a shot from Fifty Shades of Grey because the person thinks that they're like Christian Grey.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Unless you're a billionaire of the playroom, you're not like Christian Grey. Uh
1: no text in the profile.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um and I've got the other person in your photo was hotter than you. Or clearly your partner. Or clearly your partner and hotter than you. That's weird when people
0: do that. I have seen a few guys who have pictures with their arm around a woman. I'm like, was this your girlfriend? Are you polyamorous? At least say that in your profile. Or is this just a random girl? Are you nego? or whatever?
1: Um, you mentioned your drug use as if it's a personality no. trait. Like I don't. I'm completely chill with people taking drugs, but if the very if the only thing they have in their profile is 420. Yeah, you're just going to
0: sit around getting stoned. Like I want somebody I can adventure with. <laughs>
1: Also people who call themselves nice, normal, or regular. Oh,
0: people who have to say it never really
1: are, are they? No, and this is probably more um, my age group, uh, being like slightly older, and it's particularly the men in my age group. Own job, own home, own job, own car, own team. Oh no,
0: I see that as well. My upper dating limit is 35. <sighs> and the, kind of the last time I increased it to kind of go into 30s, I began to see it. But actually, I was bitching about this for ages, but I was asking around some of my male friends, especially the straight ones, and they were saying, well, a lot of older women ask those questions straight away. So there's a lot of straight women out there being like, do you own a house? Do you own a car? And I went and bitched about this on Tinder, on Twitter and being like, women, what are you doing? And somebody replied to it and was like, I don't want to date someone who doesn't drive. And I'm like, what? Out of all the deal breakers, driving?
1: Yeah. Because if it's really important for someone to drive, they can go do the test It was really that fucking important to you exactly um another one is never married no kids stated like an achievement and i get that again some straight women (sighs) are looking for for that but also and also i hate anything that says expects same
0: people aren't homogenous like different people will bring different things to the table
1: yeah oh personal pet peeve all your group shots were all white apart from one you're where you're surrounded by smiling brown children on a holiday where you got to save them (laughs) but yeah that would do it for me as well
0: those are all very good points they would make me like left as well
1: yeah and also the the, the um uh hugging a um anesthetized tiger
0: oh god yeah people love to say they'd love to travel on tinder and like maybe some people really love to travel but it's like do you love to travel or do you just like to go to Mallorca? there's a bit of a difference
1: yeah. there's a difference between holidays and traveling yeah yeah i i like holidays like I um uh, when I had an ad on Lex I think one of my ads literally said indoor type (laughs) just just to be clear I know I know a lot of women who love women love their hiking I'm not one of them
0: well same here like um because someone was saying to me that I'm 29 and they're like oh once you get to 30 you'll want to go up hills like every other Scottish person I don't see that happening
1: like climbing I spent my childhood up hills so did I my mum my mum would go this is Fife this is where you this is where we're, we're from climb a hill and I'd be like mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so yeah it's it's not <laughs> it didn't make it stick same here and um, I climbed a hill
0: back in February because invited to um, a a B and b to for free and to review it and as part of that weekend they took us on a guided hike and it was really nice don't get me wrong but I don't have the bug to go out and do it again no. I'm not sure what number we're up to. So, yeah. Is that all 25?
1: I th- That's not quite all 25. Oh. Some of them include stuff like... Some of them include stuff like um, hating cats, uh, being a student where I work, and being a Tory. And I think the final one was actually by mistake. Because, yes, <laughs> we do all do that.
0: <laughs> I know, it's like super likes are by accident. Like, how hard is it to not super like somebody?
1: I once. Super like to form a student by accident, because Ooh. I was so surprised about seeing them on the app. <laughs> I will take my words back then. So, yeah, there was a student um, from when my when I worked in London and um, I know that they live in Edinburgh. And so like I knew that they they, you know, I didn't know they were in town. And I didn't know they were on Tinder. <laughs> so, know, as a combination, <laughs> it was a bit of a surprise that suddenly I saw their face, got so surprised, I dropped my phone, and in picking it up, I super liked them. Oh, well, I'll take all my words back then. Um, it's much easier than I thought right. it was. Um... That's quite an extreme. <laughs> <laughs> and then I was like, please don't read, no, please don't notice this. So then I, like, I know they follow me on Twitter and just posted something like, that feeling when you accidentally super like one of your former students on twitter on tinder I just like please look at that please look at that and realize what's an accidental please
0: um so on tinder i actually pay for tinder gold and i'm so used to having the features now that i don't feel i can give it up and it's only about seven pound a month so i'm like okay i can i can afford this and my favorite feature is that you can go you can like swipe on people if you want but you can switch to a separate view where you just see everybody who's liked you already Ah. And it just means I can just speed up the process. But there's so many people who like me, where I don't think they have read my profile. Like I've got a sneaking suspicion. I'm like, on what planet would me and you make a good couple? But also, you can see oh, yeah. people who've liked you who you know in real life. Granted, a lot of men, especially, will just swipe right on everybody.
1: Yeah.
0: But sometimes it's amusing when you see people you know. You know, oh hello. But most of the time, when I've seen people I know swiping me, I wasn't particularly surprised. It's sometimes people who are trying to lock with me a second time or a fifth time or something. Oh,
1: yeah.
0: I even once seen a guy on that list who I'd once had to tell him to leave me alone.
1: Oh, that doesn't surprise me and it should. Like it, sh- like the world should be a way where that does surprise me.
0: Yeah, but no, it doesn't surprise you that somebody would still be like, right, let's try my luck here. And I'm like, I'm not going to swipe right and I can see you. So if you're listening and you're wanting a Tinder tip, which I said I wouldn't give you, it's just keep in mind that some people pay for pro. If you're swiping right on somebody you know, they might see it.
1: That is actually very useful because um, I occasionally do that.
0: <laughs> um, On Bumble, I used to pay for Bumble Pro, but it was actually too expensive. It's like £2 a day. Yeah. And that adds up to about like £60 a month. I'm like, okay, I don't have £60 a month going spare, so this is getting cancelled. But it had similar features where you could then um, see who'd liked you in advance and you could filter by absolutely everything. So you could really up your filters. But as I said... I did my ideal partner with those filters, and nobody.
1: Came I off. did Bumble Pro for a brief bit because it was the one that I had, um, because it was the one that I found I was meeting the most like-minded people on, for a bit. But um, what I found was that I it was only worth it when I got it at the discounted introductory rate.
0: Okay, I can imagine that.
1: And yeah, OK Cupid was uh, the one where I downloaded it on the Tuesday. Tuesday, no, on the Monday night i swiped started swiping on the tuesday morning and i had a date on the wednesday oh that's lucky because bumble i want
0: to love bumble but i've never had a date from it the only success i've had from bumble is on bumble bff i have made a friend oh that's lovely it's lovely i'm I still have to meet her in real life but we have each other on instagram and we talk regularly obviously we lockdown, locked it's going to be a long time before we meet but she lives just outside glasgow oh
1: that's wonderful so hopefully i know
0: that's the one thing i've really had Obviously, for everyone else who doesn't really know me, when it comes to dating apps, I am very romantic, which means that I don't experience romantic attraction very regularly. Mm-hmm. I don't have the same interest in having a romantic relationship as like some people might have. Mm-hmm. So I'm really picky, and people have to really convince me that it's worth meeting them. Yeah. And it's not just in a high... It's not just like a high-maintenance kind of way. It's just in a... I just can't be bothered going on lots of dates without some kind of reassurance that it might grow.
1: I think I have an almost completely different approach but that's because for me it's because I got burnt a bit when I first went on them so there were some people who were really 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 charming online so I started to sort of almost have feelings for them before we met and then when Mm -hmm. we met I would ignore all the massive massive warning signs because I already had this image of them in my mind so I switched it up to being that I would meet someone as soon as possible to see if i got warning signs
0: okay it's like people have different opinions on this like how soon should you meet people i personally prefer to speak for maybe at least a week but some people are like i just can't be bothered with that i want to meet in person because some people don't even like texting like it's just not a thing for some people
1: oh i i love texting and i love messaging but i want to have been able to do my sense check and Mm. um it can be really handy because one time when i was doing my my sense check this this guy got like super intense about he had to meet me he couldn't meet me in. He couldn't meet me out inside the pub that I wanted to meet in. We had to meet outside, and then that turned into we had to meet outside down the street a bit, down an alley. Oh, that's dodgy. And when I said no, he got like super aggressive and told me that I was um, that I was being really rude, that I was being un- inappropriate, and I just suddenly thought you're creepy.
0: Yeah, it's like meeting down an alleyway.
1: You want to meet me down an alleyway behind Subway rather than in outside the pub because you're worried people might know we're meeting for a date I want them to know we're meeting for a date thank you very much I want that safety net I still see occasionally on profiles where people are saying like oh we could just tell people we met in the pub loads of
0: people meet through tinder now I know some fantastic couples that met online and that's why I still give dating apps a chance because I know some people that really found the big true thing on it
1: oh yeah I know people who've who've met and found love on it and I think it's wonderful but Yeah, so the people who, so so yeah, I try and meet people a lot quicker when I was on it towards the end just because it was usually a quick way of finding out the people who were, who they really were, but that's because I have a better bullshit detector in real life than I do when someone's saying really romantic things to me by message and it feels really nice because they can tell me what I want to hear. But in person you can see that calculation happening my bullshit detector is okay on the
0: apps so i think that's gonna be why i'm quite comfortable um the only time i can get caught out is if somebody seems to be quite superficially like my type so this is a bit of a story from me i actually did tweet about this so for most of 2019 i kept on and off matching with this guy on tinder and bumble and I think he removed his profile quite a few times and he was very physically my type. So even though he was behaving kind of bizarrely, like the whole coming off and coming back on and, and never really speaking to me, he was just so superficially my type. And eventually in December, he messaged me at about three in the morning saying like, hey, we should probably just meet up because it's getting a, bit, a little bit silly. And we arranged to meet, but he wasn't very chatty. And I did have a bad feeling about it because I just had a bad feeling about it, but he was just so superficially my type. And on the night, I did text him saying, Hey, are you still on for tonight? And I never heard back from him. But I was still a bit like, will I hear? will I not? So I still sort of began getting ready. And then he unmatched me at the time we were meant to be meeting. Oh, God. It was, yeah, that was absurd. And also, like, this guy as well, he, at the time, on his profile said that he worked in a coffee shop. And that coffee shop is in town. And I actually seen him walking by me once as well, which obviously kind of, like, added to the kind of how drawn I was because I've actually seen him in real life and you know liked what I seen
1: mm-hmm.
0: it was just so superficially yeah. my type but as a person it just wasn't really there
1: yeah I think that's the the sort of cool thing about being by, is that um to quote David Rose in Schitt's Creek it's uh not the label it's the wine yeah. <laughs> that we like and <laughs> um, I think that's that's the thing. I think it's about connecting with what's inside someone rather than
0: superficial
1: parts. Um, So even though, yeah, I love a pretty person. Mm -hmm. Pretty, pretty, pretty. Oh yes. Pretty people love them. But um, what I love more is someone who I can feel really comfortable with, who I can be myself with. Mm -hmm. Um, There was someone I had a fantastic first date with. It was exceptional but I also knew long-term we had nothing in common. Mm -hmm. But it was great. That's the person who I I mentioned in a message to you because um, we high-fived because we were both bisexual. (laughs) And then um, he said, my favourite line, and I would like to let you know that um, English was not his first language. So he said, just because I am bisexual does not mean I like triangles, (laughs) which is how I want to phrase it forevermore. Yes, absolutely. I'm guessing he meant three Yeah, he wasn't opposed to them in general, but he just wanted to make it clear that that wasn't his standard <laughs> that he always wanted. It's really nice that bisexual. You need to actually stand there and be like, "I don't want a threesome," because people assume you do. Well, people assume that uh, bisexual means you need to have both all the time. We don't. It's like, and also both is both is reductive as well because gender's more than two. Absolutely, 100. Because like dating like people of different genders, it is different, and there will be
0: like. There will be like, dating someone with kind of your own gender or another gender does bring differences to the relationship, but it doesn't mean you need both. It doesn't mean that if I'm dating a woman, I'm so missing male attention that I'll need to go out and get a man at some point. To me, I describe the way gender works to me as hair colour. Like people might have preferences for hair colour, but ultimately I don't mind
1: all hair colours, if that makes sense. Yeah, I have a similar one. I say, by the time that I'm seeing what's inside your pants, I'm probably going to be happy with what I see. If we've reached a point where that is on the table, (laughs) I'm going to be happy. Um, So something else that's a bit of pet hate for me on dating
0: apps is doing boundaries. And I find men are worse for this. And if you don't respond within their given time period, and sometimes it's just like an hour, they will be like, oh, I guess you're not interested. I'm like, it's been one hour. It's during the day I'm at work. I have better things to be doing than responding to somebody I've just matched with. And, like, don't you know, if someone left me standing for, like, three days, I'd be getting frustrated, but, like, an hour or two, especially during working hours,
1: calmed down. I had, I did actually have, when I was on OK Keeper, because I got so many matches and so many messages, that I had I had a line in my profile, which was, if all you say is hello or hey, I probably won't reply to you, I'm sorry. Because I was getting, like, 50, 60 messages a day mm-hmm. at one point, which was just easiest way to filter them was just all I've said is hello <laughs> go and someone sent me instead of hi or hello three fire emojis and I got this really angry message like you deleted my message why did you delete my message it wasn't hey or hello it's like yeah it still didn't take you any effort <laughs> it was... yeah it still
0: didn't say like oh hi there Siobhan I really like that picture of you at this particular thing and I know what you like comics, so do I like something like that just gets moving i can still i've actually had two kind of what you might call kind of maybe casual relationships from tinder and Mm -hmm. i can still remember the opening line from both of them because i think that's what helped the conversation move forward and i remember at the time the first person i had in my bio i like to think i'm samantha but i'm probably a miranda Mm
1: -hmm.
0: And he opened up by saying, hey, Miranda's the hot ginger one. And then the next line was like, I don't watch se- Sex in the City. And I kind of just laughed at it and we just kind of moved on from there. Yeah. And the other one was a girl and she opened up saying, oh, I didn't expect to meet match with a cute um, vegan on my first day on Tinder. And again, it's
1: kind of flattering, but it's not creepy either. It's like use the word cute instead of sexy yeah. or beautiful. Um, I, I had, I've had a couple of small relations, sort of relationships, very casual. They didn't go very far off it. Um, I still remember the one where we matched on Bumble and for some reason like uh, because because um, because she messaged first but I could have messaged first Bumble woo um, she messaged first and she asked me she asked I'd mentioned how much I liked books and like what sort of genres I liked and she asked me what I was currently reading told me what she was currently reading and then we ended up getting into this whole bit about um, Henry VIII she was reading <laughs> about the Tudors, and then we started like swapping Henry VIII facts, like he slept with an axe. So by the time we met, we had this like really amusing, sort of built shared absurd sense of humor about Henry VIII just wanting his axe to hug him back. <laughs> the two people that I mentioned,
0: I kind of felt like I was maybe sort of dating them before I actually met them. Mm. So it kind of felt like it started before the actual date, where some people. I agree to go on a date with them, but there's no backstory. It's just somebody I've matched with and they seemed all right. So, okay, let's meet them in real life and just make sure that they're definitely not the one for you. But those dates are always awkward.
1: As I said, um, my my best dates have been the one where we'd spent uh, three weeks talking about Henry VIII and the one where I signed up to the app on Monday, matched on the Tuesday, and was uh, getting massively hammered in a wine bar with uh, someone who's travelled the world um and uh, high five me for being bisexual on the wednesday
0: oh perfect so we kind of touched on this earlier but um so straight people on dating apps so for ages i thought like i could obviously because i'm bisexual i can see like men and women on the dating apps and i can see the difference in the way they behaved. but eventually mm-hmm. after talking to some male friends i think it was just more men versus queer women I've mm-hmm. heard that straight women can be almost just as bad as the straight men where they, won't, they want to know your height straight away. They want to know if you have a car. Have you ever been married? Do you have kids? Like That's kind of like their opening questions. That's why I see so many straight men with that on their bio, like mm-hmm. own car, own house, no kids. They're saying that because it's a reaction to straight women. Um, yeah. And I have noticed a bit of a difference because I did – go on three dates with a guy who was bisexual from tinder and he had a really good bio it had none of that shit in it like he was just like you know said what he was like he said a few jokes on it and he had nice pictures
1: yeah so i think it's
0: more like a straight person thing than a man thing straight
1: men on tinder were what put me off apps and it was actually more straight men on apps who can message you anyway yes Um, yeah at least
0: i like the matchy thing where someone can't contact you unless you have agreed. at
1: one point i even did match.com Um, oh my god (laughs) oh yeah does that still exist it it still exists and on that one oh gosh i only had a free account and the number of men in their like 60s who were messaging (sighs) me no and i i had age filters and they were clearly not in the age filters and they didn't care they were convinced that i would want to be with them they were the exception obviously
0: I did the um an ex- not an experiment, but I was just nosing, right? So I upped my age on Tinder because I wanted to see what older men were saying on their profile. And because I had Tinder Pro, I could see who'd been liking me and a lot there was a lot of like forty plus men who had their sex low enough to show a twenty nine year old or maybe younger at the time. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, What's really? Oh, this is kinda weird. Um, and I actually recognised one of the guys who liked me And I was like oh for fuck's sake really
1: Yeah I mean the thing is is Age age is, is a bit of a weird one Because I tend to put my settings Usually five years either side of my age But um, the, There's someone I'm sort of seeing At the moment and they're actually Eight years younger than me But because we met in an organic way And connected as people And also I'm ridiculously young for my age People often think I am 28 <laughs> I think it's a thing though it depends on what
0: age you are when you're talking about eight years younger like I think there becomes a point where it becomes a bit more like maturity tends to plateau so there's not going to be as much difference
1: oh yeah so I'm basically um haven't grown up since I was 29 so <laughs> so people in their late 20s are are fine but mid-20s is still too young for me it's
0: too young for me I think my age setting is 27
1: to 35 And I'm 29. Yeah, I'm um, 37. And I think last time I was on my age settings was 31 to 39 because I also hit the thing of if I go too far up, they're not millennials. And we Mm. have nothing in common in terms of outlook on life. Okay, that's just true, actually.
0: Keeping it kind of similar to people who've grown up in the same sort of decade as you. Yeah,
1: because Gen X, they've had a completely different life and set of assumptions and yeah like I find that I've I've been on dates with people from that age group and we talk at completely cross purposes like they don't understand anything <laughs> which isn't to say they can't it's just
0: absolutely um so we can't really talk about bisexual and dating apps without talking about unicorn hunting. So for anyone yep. that doesn't know, unicorn hunting is when it's a couple, usually a man and a woman, that seek out a third, usually a girl, to join them. Usually for a threesome or other sexual activity. And there's so many of them! I've seen less of them in lockdown, thankfully, but as we've mentioned earlier, Siobhan quit dating That's partially over
1: that. Again, if people are upfront about it, um, back when I first went on them, I was new, fresh out of a marriage, quite, quite open to suggestions, really. And there's this ludicrously hot couple on Edda and <laughs> they, they, they They matched with me and I was very, very tempted. Um, but again, that's different because they put it up front. They have pictures of both of them in the bio. They're clear that that's what they're up for. And you get to make that choice proactively. You're kind of like, okay, mm-hmm. you're a couple. You're looking for a third. Do I want that or do I not? And you get to make that decision up front
0: yeah absolutely so my main threesome story is um I did swipe right on a couple once because my stance on threesomes is not opposed to them if an attractive enough couple approached me I'd be like okay um mm-hmm. so I swipe right on them and it's a very attractive couple they were both my type and that's part of the problem with threesomes is like getting three people to be equally attracted to each other oh yeah mm-hmm. it's bad enough to try to find one person like two people where you're both attracted to each other but then on the app they began being a bit creepy and they were like hey like do you want to come to ours and I tried to make them meet me in a bar first and they wouldn't agree to it. They're like oh we can have drinks here I'm like I'm not coming straight to your house yeah and they wouldn't really chat outside of it and it's like if I'm joining a couple I need to feel safe yeah like I need to feel like you guys understand boundaries and I'm not getting that vibe from you guys right now yeah so I kind of just patched it and I think not long after that I think they actually broke up because I began to see yeah. her just by herself
1: yeah I had a couple who were through in glasgow maybe it was the same one and uh, i actually spoke to them for a long time because they wanted to make sure that they all felt comfortable with it and after a while he started messaging me separate from her which got a bit which i always felt uncomfortable with because you know um that wasn't the dynamic we were supposed to be in and then um and then they realised they had massive relationship issues and that they were they were addressing them the wrong way by looking for a third. <laughs> I don't understand this
0: idea where like if your relationship's crumbling at the seams you would be like, right, let's have a threesome that will fix everything let's complicate it let's make it way more complicated because the thing with them I've kind of had not an open relationship per se but I have like, my two kind of casual relationships are both open and even in that situation being open does bring up emotion that you have to deal with that you wouldn't have to deal with in a completely monogamous setup so yeah going head first to threesomes is never easy you've got to do a bit of work in the relationship you need to make sure your relationship's in good shape before you begin dating other people Oh, yeah. one off,
1: yeah, so that was um I remember that was quite intense, and that kind of slightly slightly burnt my fingers um because I was speaking to them for a month because they were like, we want everyone to be comfortable, and I was like, actually that seems that seems quite reasonable. We want everyone to be comfortable, everyone comfortable is good for something that complex, you know because yeah, it's more complicated, and then they want me to come straight to the house, and I was like, um. <laughs> I just I don't understand the whole I don't understand the whole concept of going straight to somebody's house.
0: I've only went straight to someone's house once and it was because I was looking for a rebound. I was I just needed that Mm. rebound. So I'm like, you know what? But three people knew where I was and I just took my chances and it worked out fine. But the person didn't really look at their photos. I think that's why they want me to come straight to the house because they knew if I met them in a bar,
1: I'd be like, no, sorry. I've I've done straight to the house a couple of times and they never look like their photos. That's why. Yeah. <laughs> um, actually, I've got my notes here that
0: um, when I wrote them when we were planning the episode, I don't know if they're still there. But I actually did match with a couple who were not men. I think it was a woman and non-binary.
1: Yeah. See that again. I it, it sounds really weird. I'm just I happen to personally think that queer people are better at sex. Um, and I might be wrong. I think they might be as well. But I think it's because you have to have communication. You can't assume.
0: Because like straight people are in heterosexual dating, remember I was closeted for like a decade. You have scripts that people just kind of follow without thinking about it. Whereas like when you're queer, you actually have to have the conversation about what do you like or how are we going to do this.
1: Yeah, you have a conversation. You're like, do you like this? Do you like that? I like this. I prefer that. And then before you know it oh you're having something that you've communicated about which is infinitely better yeah. than something where someone's decided that they know what you want because that's what their ex likes or what they read in the magazines yeah and it's uh oh.
0: my best sexual partner was a guy who you'd probably say was more biturious. he wasn't really out but he definitely wasn't completely straight mm-hmm. that's how he kind of like described himself not completely straight and he was really good at communication mm-hmm. and that was the best sexual partner i had
1: yeah, I, I just, it makes such a difference just people to talk to each other um, and not just kind of go, um, one girl I was with once like this. Because again, straight men, particularly when they're... Re- straight men think they're really good at giving head. They are very rarely correct. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes they are correct, but most of the time they had a girlfriend who faked it to make them stop because they were getting bored
0: (laughs) oh god I actually again I'm looking at all the notes I made I actually do have another unicorn hunting story where I was on the unicorn unicorn hunter stage but it's not like side but not quite the same idea so me and a woman I was kind of seeing I was going through to hers in Falkirk I think it was and we were Mm. like do you want to invite a guy in And um, we had to do this coordination where I had to show who was currently on my Tinder match list and who was on hers, send screenshots so we could be like, right, we're both kind of attracted to this guy, let's ask him. And one guy didn't believe her and just told her, stop having my leg and unmatched her. And it's like, well, we were really offering that. <laughs> All these men were saying like, oh, this is like their dream to have a threesome. And these guys, most of them wouldn't believe us. There was only one guy that did believe us, but he's busy. But then he began being very creepy about it. So like... After I came back after the weekend, he wanted the details of the sex he wasn't part of. And I'm like, no, you weren't part of that sex. You're not going um, to get the details. That's weird. No, I'm not going to relay the whole information to you.
1: That is, yeah. There's so many people who, who go, who if you are vaguely sexual with them, think that that means that they're entitled to your entire sex life. Oh,
0: absolutely.
1: There's someone creepy who me and a friend both dated. haha. <laughs> and then both decided to be friends with. And both of us stopped being friends with them because they got creepy um in um that in my friend's case they kept asking about they kept commenting on how sexy her girlfriend was Ooh. like in a really creepy way Yeah. and in my case they kept sort of like making sexual comments and I was just like look if we're friends it's off the table mm-hmm. and if you don't want to be friends with it being off the table then we won't be friends but it's off the table and um and um, and I was like posting about like something happened and like loads of the creepy fuck boys from Tinder from my early moments kept seeming to manifest in my life. Like I did a poem about one because um, he had a really unique name, which is why I'm, why I'm not going to repeat it on the podcast, <laughs> even though I've read poems about him in public. because um, it was just hilarious, the name. And I read a poem about him and he doesn't live in in Europe at all but he happened to be visiting someone in Edinburgh that week and matched with me. Bumble, <laughs> <laughs> which was just <clears throat> absolutely hilarious. And then um, another one just suddenly found my blog email address and emailed me to apologize for being a fuckboy. And, and that was just after I told someone the story of him and he was, he was ludicrous. Um, I could probably do a podcast just of the really bad dates I've had Um this one, this one said to me at one point, just towards the end of the date. Thank goodness, because uh, I just, I just didn't know what to say in response. You're what, a D cup? <gasps> My sister's an H. Oh, I hate that. Try unpacking that. <laughs> it's a lot. Oh. And so both these people had come out of the woodwork. So I tweeted something like, um, "I'm uh, appear to be manifesting fuck boys." the ghosts of fuckboys passed. And um, this person, he, he happened to be by, and he was like, oh, I wish I had a fuckboy in my in my, in my my house. And then and I just replied with, you are. And he never spoke to me again. I was like, <laughs> if I'd known it was that easy, <laughs> I'd have done it sooner. So in the act of fairness, what advice would you give to a couple who are looking for a third? Uh, be reasonably upfront. Um, be solid. Know what you're doing it for and why you're doing it. Mm-hmm. Like, if you've got a bad relationship, things that are not going to fix it are getting married, having a kid or having a threesome.
0: No, it's not. Yeah, it's like relationship therapy or some self-development books.
1: Yeah. So if you're if you're solid and if you're kind of really comfortable with each other and you're like, hmm, this could be a good thing, then be just really fairly upfront about it. Um, if you feel that having it in your bio puts people off, have it in... An early message, but possibly not the first message. Don't start with, want to have sex with me and my girlfriend. (laughs) (laughs) Because that's a bit of a turn off. But start with maybe the fourth message. Mm -hmm. Actually, I'm with someone we're looking for, yada, yada, yada. Mm -hmm. Um, And then be really kind of, don't expect the person to come to your home. Be happy to meet them in a public place. Remember that, like, put yourself in their shoes. This is a person meeting two strangers. On the internet. Not just one. Not just one. Who's trying to make sure that they feel safe and secure. Mm -hmm, Absolutely. And if they don't feel safe and secure, they're not going to want to have sex with you. Absolutely. It's like bisexual women don't want threesome so
0: badly that they would put themselves at risk. Like, I can't speak for all bisexual women, but I know for myself, I'm not opposed to one, but I don't want one that badly.
1: Like, you have to convince me this is a good idea. To be honest, if I wanted one that badly, it wouldn't be hard for me to get one on my terms. Probably wouldn't be, actually. <laughs> so why would I put myself at risk? Because absolutely. you've decided I should. Oh, absolutely. absolutely. Um, so yeah, as long as someone, as long as you're upfront, you're honest and you respect, are respectful, just, just don't be a dick. Mm-hmm. Just remember that the person you're speaking to is a person. And not just um, a sex toy. If you really want to do it as a like straightforward sexual transaction, there are websites and apps for that. Go there. There are people there. It's fine. I I have a list. I've been on them. <laughs> <laughs> But that's not... But, you know, if you're on Tinder, someone might not be looking for that and just respect that. So if they say, actually, I'm not interested in that, just go, cool, good luck with the rest of your hunt, and then just unmatch. It's fine. Just... Thing, I want to make clear, there's nothing inherently wrong looking for a threesome. It's just the way some people go about it. Yeah, don't be aggressive. Don't expect someone to put themselves at risk. And, you know, just be a good human. It's, it's a useful sort of tool to live by. <laughs> be a good
0: human. Be that bare minimum good human yeah um social one do you have anything else
1: you want to say about dating apps anything to get off your chest they weren't that bad I, I mean though I've come off them because they started to get more bad than good for me um <laughs> I had some great ridiculous experiences as a result of being on them I had some fantastic dates I had some terrible dates I have so many good stories um because when they were bad, they were properly, like, the level of the, the guy who said that thing about my boobs bad. <laughs> you know, proper, I could do a stand-up routine at just about that one date <laughs> bad. and um, So they can be fun. Um, I was just finding I was getting diminishing returns because of the amount of effort I was putting in. Mm-hmm. And I was beginning to get very cynical.
0: Yeah, I'm quite cynical about them as well. I, just, I stick in there because I just know so many couples that I've met through them.
1: I think when you get too cynical, you can't really engage with them the way that you need to. So um, that was what I was finding. Um, Hilariously, someone I went on a date with this year because um, it is a women loving women cliche. I went on a date with her this year and um, two weeks later, she's like, I think I might like this other person I'm dating. And I was like, that's cool. That's cool. Let's just be friends. That's awesome. So this was in February. So they were starting to date at the beginning of March. They're quarantining together. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard of this before. I've seen somebody on Twitter
0: saying that like like they overheard the kisser of lesbian date and they just started quarantine together.
1: Yeah, it's so it's so hilarious. So um but yeah, it's just I really like them uh when they suited me and I may go back on them again, but I will probably veer away from any that don't let me be myself that don't let me pick um, men and women and or even, like, everyone. I like the fact that Twitter says every, Tinder says everyone. But you know what? Yeah. I'd like Tinder even more if it had a not, not men option. <laughs> if it was you know everyone what? except
0: men. <laughs> Tinder annoys me so much, but most of my dates still have come from Tinder.
1: Yeah, if, if they had everyone except men as an option. Because you can do that on, I think, OK Cupid now. You can select... Oh. Um, And also Tinder has that weird thing of men who list themselves as women so they can show up. Yeah, I've seen that. I've seen men coming up and I'm like,
0: because sometimes I do switch it just to show women because maybe get annoyed at men. And I'm seeing men coming up. Is this a glitch? Are these like just really silly men? But you do hear about people going on to apps that they're not meant to be on that you hear about girls going on to Grindr trying to find bisexual men and sometimes it works.
1: Yeah, but it's just weird. You're not meant to be on there. Yeah, and it's, yeah, you get you get um, straight men trying to find bisexual women by listing themselves as women. Are they specifically chasers who are just like, I want a bisexual woman? Oh, well, I've dated those. I'm sad we're coming to the end of this. Um, I dated, I dated uh, someone who had only ever dated bisexual women. Oh, I
0: have come across one or two of them where I like to hope it was like kind of an accident. But sometimes when it's too many bisexual women, you're begin- when they're straight, you're beginning to wonder if this is an intentional thing
1: yeah it just it just gave me the heebie-jeebies it's like so so um you've dated five women in your life all of them were bisexual and the thing you liked about me is that I'm bisexual yeah when someone
0: says like I like the fact that you're bisexual I'm like why like it doesn't really affect you at all
1: <laughs> yeah it, it's weird when people go oh I think that's really hot you're like that's not why I do it I'm not
0: like it's not for your entertainment I've talked about this publicly before, but the first time I ever came out to somebody when I was 18, it was my very first boyfriend and he responded by being like, oh, that's hot, instead of like supporting me. And I think that was like one of the major reasons it took me like years later to properly come out again because my yeah. first experience of coming out had just been so negative where the person just fetishized me rather than being like holding my hand and being like, hey, I'll help you, I'll support you in this coming out further.
1: Yeah, we, we don't do it for other people to be attracted to it. We do it because no, we do we just are
0: yeah (laughs) if I was in a relationship with a man I don't think I'd seek out a girl because like I don't think again I don't think I want one of those experiences badly enough that I would ever be the unicorn
1: hunter I don't think I would ever be a unicorn hunter but I'm not 100% sure I'm sold on uh, monogamy so it's an interesting one
0: uh, I'm not 100% sold either I think it's just more because I'm very romantic it's like finding some like, one person to be in a proper relationship with and then finding a second person
1: I'm not I'm not massively sold on monogamy but I'm not opposed to it <laughs> yeah I think I would just cross
0: that bridge when I come to it
1: but yeah I think um I don't think I would seek out an extra person for being extra unless I don't know I think I think that would have I think for me it would have to be more organic it would have to be someone that we both knew just for me personally if I was in a couple with someone or someone that we'd both agreed on you know it would have to be more yeah
0: yeah I sometimes see on the the apps like a girl's like trying to like surprise her boyfriend with a threesome I'm like what are you just gonna like walk up into the bedroom like hi I brought us a girl do let's go ahead with this like he might not like that girl like should he not have a chance to pick and just surprise him with a sexual act that's that's not consensual,
1: and also, you know, he might not have mentioned it, but he might be grey ace. He might only be a, he might <laughs> only be sexually attracted to you because you've got a long standing relationship. Uh, the idea that men always want sex with as many women as possible if they're straight is kind of bollocks. And yeah, it's ridiculous.
0: ridiculous. So before we wrap this up, do you have anything you want to promote?
1: Oh yeah, I can promote something. Um, if you uh, like my take on romance and love. um i have a instagram which i am very periodically updating now called 52 short poems it's just 52 short poems as the numbers five and two and short poems and there i write incredibly short usually love poetry of some description though as a content warning sometimes it's about coercive control or bad toxic relationships so You might not like those ones but um it's also about just the nice bits as well so um one of the more recent ones i wrote is a was about kissing someone in the early stages of this whole outbreak thing and um it's called quarantine 2020 and it goes um we kissed at the street crossing all tongue and teeth and heat the promise of so much more probably covid19 so yeah if you like that kind of thing check me out so that's it for this episode of the agenda if you want to stay up to date
0: remember to subscribe to us on whatever platform you listen to and we also have a twitter now so if you can search for the be agenda podcast then you should find us and also i'll be tagging siobhan in the tweets as well so they can follow her from there so sweet dreams by bisexual beauties